Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey through Walt Disney World. Before we get started, though, I need to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us further, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the world-class support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com for a free, no-obligation quote today. I have a really exciting episode for everyone this week because, well, unless you've been living under a rock, this week was the start of the 2021 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, and we have a close to 45 minutes talking all about the food that we were able to try at the event and yeah it's it's a lot of good stuff but that's going to be at the end of the episode we have two other new reviews for you before we can even get to that one coming courtesy of myself the other with fiasco and so i'm not going to waste much time at all today because we have a ton to get to we're going to kick things off with a review that i did at disney springs deluxe burger released a special limited limited time i was couldn't decide if i wanted to say limited time or limited edition i'll say a limited time burger offering to celebrate marvel's black widow and i had to get it and well now we're gonna hear about it now it is right around the release of the newest marvel film black widow which you can see in theaters or at home for extra money on Disney Plus if you already subscribe to Disney Plus. And to celebrate the release of Black Widow, Deluxe Burger is offering a new special Black Widow burger. And I figured, hey, why not? It's been a long time since I've actually had a burger here at Deluxe Burger and might as well make it for a special event and then hopefully go see Black Widow. That would be the icing on the cake and uh yeah just have have a really good black widow day but i'm only here to talk about the food not the movie so i placed a mobile order for the burger and now i'm just waiting for it as soon as i get it i'll dig in i have my burger and oh my gosh this thing looks messy and amazing so what is the black widow burger it is the signature patty blend that they use here at deluxe burger with, I'm gonna try to remember it all because I didn't write it down and I don't have a photo to read the menu with me right here, but I believe it is Widow Bites Scotch Bonnet Sauce, then a Ninja Radish Slaw, followed by cheddar, lettuce, tomatoes, and grilled onions. And this is served on a Black Widow black bun with the insignia of Black Widow. So it is just, it's super big and yeah it's drippy and messy oh man i don't it's also a little windy here too but i was not expecting this much liquid it almost is like a buffalo sauce is coming out of it i mean that must be the scotch bonnet sauce but yeah it's uh it's got a spicy kick to it which i guess makes sense but let's see how this tastes oh yeah this is a spicy burger. It is extremely spicy. Like I did not expect it to be this over the top spicy. I mean, it's like 
it's just straight hot sauce on top of here. And I'm completely okay with it. The bun, despite the black appearance, is actually, uh, it's actually really nice. You know, it's soft, it's fresh. The, the patty blend that they use here at Deluxe Burger is always solid. Mine looks a little bit, it's like a little bit on the well side, but also very close to like a, a medium well. I like a burger right at medium. I used mobile order, like I said at the beginning of this, not walked in. So, you know, I, I get what they kind of give me. But overall, I really like this. And the slaw adds a nice little bit of crunch to the entire burger, really helping define the textures. I don't think they really needed the lettuce, tomatoes, and the grilled onions. I don't know if I've necessarily got them in a bite yet. It's non-existent to me, but maybe it's there. Maybe it's helping to this and I just can't distinguish it necessarily. But yeah, on the first bite, I really like this. But I have a lot more to eat. And as soon as I'm finished, I'll share my final thoughts. I am all wrapped up with my burger. And if you were to ask me, Craig, would you get this again? The answer is a resounding yes. It was really, really good. And it feels like it's been a, a while since I've had a burger that was truly kind of unique. And this one, uh, this one really was from the, the Black Widow style bun to the amount of that hot spicy sauce on there and the, the crunch. It just all worked together so well. The only thing I'm gonna knock it on is that there were a lot of portions of my burger patty that were really well cooked to the point that they were a little bit chewy and you know, just not not really appealing. It was just too, too well done. But that's really my only knock. In terms of flavor, it was delicious. And I guess the only other knock I'll give it is like all of the other burgers at Deluxe Burger, they're, they're pricey. This was $13.49, does not include fries. You still have to buy fries, drinks, milkshakes separately. Cause like there was a Black Widow milkshake that I also could have tried too, but that thing's like $10. And that kind of felt like it was for, for two people, not necessarily one person. But the pricing at, at Deluxe Burger has always been and will always be on the steeper side. So it can add up really, really quickly. And that's obviously always a knock, but you know, we're at Disney World. What do we expect? Of course, the pricing is gonna be a little bit higher than, than other places, but a really good quality burger, uh, really, really unique and just really hit the spot today. And now I'm ready to see Black Widow in theaters or streaming on Disney Plus for an additional price, but <laughs> kidding. Well, no, I'm not. But that's it for this review. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, the Black Widow Burger will be around until July 30th, I believe, is the day that it will go away, but could stay longer. I really need to start doing more research before I go out and do food reviews. I try to rely on the fact that I feel like I know what I'm talking about. And in this case, I would have known this was a spicy burger going into it if I would have looked up the fact that Scotch Bonnet is a type of hot, spicy pepper. But that's just my downfall. And uh, well, we'll get a little more into my downfall later on in this episode. But next, we're going to stay at Disney Springs but with a very quick review from Fiasco, blink and you're going to miss this one. I mean, you're not going to miss it because you blinked, 
obviously. You're, you're listening to it, but it's a quick review. And then we're going to get to the main show. So let's hear what Fiasco had and how it was. Hello, everybody. Fiasco here at Disney Springs again to grab lunch at the Cooks of Dublin. I've been told after my Chicken Guy review that i got to give their chicken strips here a chance and compare them, so that's what we're going to do today. Cooks of Dublin chicken tenders. First off, as you walk up to order, you'll see that they're kept in a warmer. Um, and my first little knock here is that I did wait about 15 minutes for them to just come out of that warmer. I don't know why I'd have to wait 15 minutes for that, but when they finally arrived, they were so insanely good. You only get two of them for the price of about 13 bucks. Um, but they're like a quality so far above all the other quick service chicken tenders that I've had. Uh, they got that like fish and chips batter on them, which is what this place is known for. Maybe I'll try that next time. But whoever was whoever was singing this place's praises for their chicken tenders, they were correct. Uh, they're insanely good. And the fries, miles above any quick service fries, too. I'm really impressed with this. Um, second knock, though. Uh, they do have barbecue sauce, but it's a dollar seven extra. I found that out and went and paid for it afterwards. Um, also, with that being said, though, it's really, really good barbecue sauce. I would highly recommend that if you like barbecue sauce, you get this one when you eat here because it is, it's like a whiskey chili glazed barbecue. And oh my goodness, it is. If that sauce is that chicken guy, it would probably be my favorite sauce of chicken guy, I'm not lying. Um, so I guess it's worth the dollar extra to pay, pay to get that. Uh, so, for all those people that told me I had to come try this after my Chicken Guy review, thank you. I loved it. Really glad Fiasco loved it. If you really want to hear the review, though, it was very hard to listen to because of how noisy it was. I would recommend going to youtube.com slash Disney Dining and maybe watching the video using his his lips to kind of, you know, at least be able to like half read his lips to double check on everything he's saying. It It was raining when he was doing the review, so everyone rushed inside, and everyone was really loud. So apologies for the terrible sound quality, but positive review. But now we are going to move on to our Disney Dining Show awesome, awesome, awesome review of the 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And Oh, it's a doozy. It's like I said, it's a long one. And I need to I need to correct myself a little bit up front because uh, I I was having a bad day, I guess, with choosing menu items that I didn't know how to pronounce things that I thought I knew how to pronounce, but I guess I really didn't. And yeah, so I, I really mess it up. I, I got a char siu pork udon and I, I just I, I don't I, I've never pronounced it before. So I was like, I read it S-I-U and I was like, oh, S-I-U. I don't even know how I said it now. I'd have to rewatch the video, but I want to get it out of my brain because it's Char-Siu. Oh, gosh. Now, Char-Siu. Maybe I said S-I-U. No, did I? I don't even know what I say. Uh, regardless, I got it very wrong. And so I put in a little cor- correction uh, before I got to that review, but uh, that 
review took place at a restaurant called the Noodle Exchange that also has uh, it also has a couple other hot soups, including uh, Vietnamese beef pho. And I just I had only heard people say it as pho. And so I that was a learning experience for me because I'm just saying pho, 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 pho all the time. And it did not take long for the comments to come in and say, hey, by the way, it's actually pronounced like pho. And once I heard pho and I got told why it was pho, then it all made sense. But I butcher a lot of words in this fiasco, butchers a couple words. Denny and Rhino, they do just fine. So we're going to enjoy all of it, including their commentary. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Disney dining coverage of the 2021 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Now, joining me today will also be Denny, Rhino, and Fiasco as we try to eat as much as we can from the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. We're going to go over just a small sampling of the different tastings available here, but hopefully we will find some good ones that we can recommend to you. So let's go ahead, start exploring Epcot in the 2021 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Before we get to my first review, I just have to apologize for me not being very smart because I didn't bother to look up the pronunciation of the dish that I got from the Noodle Exchange. So I'm going to say it incorrectly the entire time. But I did look it up after the fact, and it's the char siu that I got, not what I said. I'm not going to repeat it now. You're going to hear it enough. Again, I apologize for being so embarrassing. But here we go. For my first dish of the day, I feel like I'm starting it off in a smart way. Uh, one of the new booths this year for Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is the Noodle Exchange. And I like to try new stuff every year rather than just get the old classics and see if they hold up. But yeah, one part of the Noodle Exchange, though, that is a problem for the summertime in particular is that they are serving hot soups. And today, it's going to be like, feels like 100 degrees outside. I don't know if I necessarily want to be eating hot soups in the hottest point of the day, but it's still early in the morning, so I figured why not try it. They do have items like traditional spicy Vietnamese beef pho that look delicious. I saw the shaved beef with that. It looked really good. Uh, shrimp and coconut curry, rice and noodles, tofu pho, but I got the char sweet pork udon with enoki mushrooms, bok choy, and a soy pickled egg. And it is $5.50. It is filled with noodles, uh, you know, just enough broth to cover everything up. You have that thinly sliced pork, that beautiful egg on top, definitely pickled. I can see the coloration on it. And uh, yeah, then... Looks like the bok choy. I mean, I would have thought it was iceberg lettuce if it didn't say bok choy on the menu. But it all looks very good. But let's see what it's well, how it's stacking up in the taste department because that's what matters. And I forgot to grab a fork, so I'm just going to eat it with the spoon for right now and see if I can try not to make too much of a mess of it. So I'm going to take a couple bites here and then I'll report back. I am so impressed by the char sweet pork udon. It is fantastic. You know, you can't really go wrong with like a, a pork noodle soup. 
but the broth is just so flavorful. It's not overly salty at all. It also doesn't taste like they went like with just a plain uh, chicken broth or vegetable broth for it. It actually just, it has, it has a nice bursting flavor to it. And then the pork adds extra saltiness. And yeah, I really have nothing to complain about with this. And for 550, a nice decent portion of of soup here with it. My only complaint is the egg itself. When I'm eating uh, noodle dishes, ramen dishes, I like my egg to be more of a soft boil and this is completely hard. So it is weird like I'm eating a hard boiled egg in this soup, but I'm, I'm not gonna knock it for everything else being so spectacular with this. So I highly recommend my first dish here, the char sweet pork udon. Hi guys, Denny here at the American Adventure. I'm so excited to be here on the first day of the festival and to get to try a few things and tell you guys all about it. I'm also really excited to be able to stop by one of the new snack locations, food locations, global marketplaces here at the festival this year, the Rotunda Bistro. The Rotunda Bistro can be found inside of the American Adventure Pavilion, inside of the, oddly enough, rotunda and they've put a bunch of the bar height two top tables inside of the rotunda so that guests can come on in and enjoy their food inside in the air conditioning and in the shade it's a win-win um i am outside it is a lovely bright sunny day and so i have chosen out of all the things here at this year's uh, festival at the Rotunda Bistro. I have chosen the wild mushroom tart. Let me get the exact specifics. Here we go. Wild mushroom and truffle tart. It is with Gruyere and a creme fraiche. Um, so I'm excited about it. I love the, the flaky layers of, of puff pastry that we've got going on here. Um, I've gotten the chance to use puff pastry in several of the uh, Saturday snacks making some Disney snacks, and it's not always the easiest thing to work with. So they already get bonus points because it is uh, beautifully golden brown and flaky. You can see all of our mushrooms in there and uh, the creme fraiche that's been drizzled on top. And fun fact, I love Gruyere. Smoked Gruyere is one of my favorite cheeses. Uh, so anything that's got a little Gruyere in it, I want to try. Let's see how it tastes. I'm going to take the middle bite because if we're going to do it, why not go for it? All right, here we go. All right, puff pastry. Let's get a little bit of everything. So there's our flaky puff pastry, all of our fantastic truffles. Let's eat it. So the um, wild mushroom and truffle tart is five dollars if you are it's not on it's not a ginormous snack so if you're really watching your disney snack dollars here at the festival you may want to weigh uh weigh that into it that being said it is really nice and um i don't know that it's going to be too filling but it sure is for those who are like you know sweets are not my thing this savory treat is really nice light and flaky layers of pastry i just i love that and the nice, rich cheese flavor with the truffles is just really nice. So $5 here at the Rotunda Bistro. I'm going to gobble the rest of this down and head to my next snack. 
Hey everybody, Fiasco here. So yeah, we're at the, the Food and Wine Festival. And uh, when I was looking over the menus before coming here, the number one thing that caught my eye was the new Brewing booth that's over by the Epcot Experience. Uh, this is going to be all different flavored chicken wings. You got garlic parmesan, you got barbecue, you got sesame teriyaki, buffalo, and mango habanero. Um, so I personally tried the, the sesame teriyaki and the traditional buffalo. Uh, all of the wings, no matter what you get, is $7.50 each. That comes with five wings for $7.50, uh, three pieces of celery, and a little packet of ranch, which I didn't even bother with the ranch. It's Ken's, just packet of ranch. So that's there for you if you want it. Um, but of course, these are wings. It was messy. It was very messy. Uh, and I had to actually, between eating it, and uh, filming this, had to go clean up real quick because I didn't want to get my electronics all, you know, saucy. Um, but with that being said, these were delicious. Both the sauces were fantastic. We had a little bit of sweet. We had a little bit of spicy with the sesame uh, teriyaki. It was just the perfect amount of sweet and a nice, nice tang to it. Uh, as far as the quality of the chicken wing itself, uh, it would be just what you'd expect from Disney Quick Service, uh, and I'm not talking like the the cruddy, the cruddy chicken, but like the good stuff, like a banana cabana that you'd get at um, at Geyser Point. Those wings there, just that quality. Um, the sauce was not as you know crazy inventive as some of the stuff that you'd get around Walt Disney World. Like I figure, uh, like the apple glazed sauce that you could get at Polite Pig. Uh, I wouldn't put it at at that level. But it was still really, really good. Um, and, you know, five wings for seven bucks or seven fifty rather. Uh, that, that didn't shock me at all. I thought that was fine. Uh, so I paid, you know, 15 bucks for the, the bundle of two there. Um, and I feel pretty good. I could still eat and I'm going to still eat. We got, we got more to eat today, but, um, I feel like that would be a nice light lunch. And then obviously you got an array of different flavors. They got the spicy scale there saying, you know, mild, medium, hot. Um, I would definitely agree with them that their buffalo on a, on a spicy scale is like a medium buffalo spice. It was spicy, um, but not, you know, not call the, call the medic hot. It was, it was a good level, definitely a good level, but definitely something to consider if maybe you're more sensitive on the spicy side. It is about average. And for some people, I know average is like, oh, you got to call the medic hot. Um, but I like spicy stuff. Both of these were good. I'm definitely going to get them again. Uh, they're only like call the medic hot sauce was the mango habanero, which I did not try. Uh, but maybe maybe that'd be something I'd, I'd try in the future. And if I do that, uh, I'll bring you along with me then. But for uh, the purpose of today, opening day of Food and Wine Festival, I'm going to mosey on and try some more food. The rest of the team here is going to do the same thing, and we're going to keep checking in with you and letting you know what's good and what's not. I think I have China on the agenda next, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Alrighty, I am back, and I'm here in the Italy Pavilion, and it's time to try a little something different. So this is um, a new-to-me it's not labeled as being new this year, but it's a new to me treat. Um, you see, years ago, the um, the Global Kitchen here in the Italy Pavilion had the most lovely 
ravioli. And we're talking 2013, 2014, so it was a while ago. And it was, like, no joke, legit melt in your mouth, fantastic. It came in a square plastic container, and the ravioli filled the entire thing. And it was maybe four by four. And it just felt like something substantial. It was really nice, and I felt like I always got my mummy, my money's worth. Um, so I decided to stop back by because there's ravioli again on the menu. This is the mezzaluna crocante, crispy half moon breaded mozzarella, mozzarella filled. That's a mouthful. Forgive me. Uh, ravioli with pomodoro sauce. So these are nice and hot course on a 90 degree day maybe you don't need something that's piping hot maybe but here I am nonetheless um, you get for $12 let me just say this right up front this dish is $12 the other two dishes at the Italy global marketplace are $11 and $13 so if you're coming to Italy you're spending a little bit more than you might on average at other uh, global marketplaces and you're gonna wait longer for some reason and maybe it's just that the food is that good there's always a long line at the Italy booth and normally I look at it and I look at the line and say no I can't I can't bear to, to stand in that line and to wait that long but today I did it and I'm hoping that my patience reaps rewards we'll see I'm gonna chomp into this um, in into this uh, snack the mezzaluna crocante and we'll give it a whirl I'm gonna get some of the pomodoro sauce here we go you might be thinking oh this is a mozzarella cheese stick this is a fancy mozzarella cheese stick and it actually isn't and here's why in a mozzarella cheese stick you get more cheese than you do in the mezzaluna crocante and I hate to have to say that but I have to be honest with you it's hollow Granted, this is my first one. I'm going to chomp in to more of them and see if we have more cheese. But to, to bite into this half moon pocket that's supposed to be filled with mozzarella and have it not be filled with mozzarella is really disappointing, especially when you paid $12 for the mezzaluna. Fairly hollow, little bit, little bit of cheese in the back there. I'm gonna bite another one. We'll see what I find. Okay, so this is my second Mezzaluna Crocante that I've chomped into. And it's it's got a little bit more cheese in it than the first one does, but still fairly hollow. And I know that's gonna happen in the baking process. I understand that air is gonna get trapped in there and thus create a bit of a, a pillow pocket. Um, so I get that. However, for $12, I want I want that mozzarella. I want as much mozzarella as you can give me, especially when these guys are over $2 a piece because you've got five of them total. Um, it is nice because you can stand here and eat in the Italy Pavilion and from time to time be serenaded by the Voices of Liberty. Doesn't get much better than that. Mariachi Cobre was playing earlier. Doesn't get much better than that. However, these could get better than they currently are and I'm really hoping that they do because if you're going to um, sell something at an elevated um, price and I and I know I mean it, it's beautifully constructed right these little guys are so cute on the outside beautifully breaded golden brown 
I love the scalloped edges of the half moon shape. The Pomodoro sauce, it's, it's nothing spectacular. It's nice. It's, um, it adds a little bit of, of, of a brightness and acidity, but not something that I would come specifically back for. So I'm going to continue eating. This is my third, my third Mezzaluna crocante. Still very, very hollow. Man, all right. So you win some, you lose some, right? This is an Epcot festival. We're going to have our favorites and we're going to have the things that we go, okay, that is one and done. That's what that one is. But I am holding out a whole lot of hope for the rest of the festival. My first stop at the festival was Japan, and I got the Spicy Hako Sushi 650. It is spicy tuna and salmon served in box style with red tempura crunch and volcano sauce. It looks delicious. I am super excited for this. I just love... Mm -mm. I know it's just like really just two pieces of sushi, but it's cute. It's all about presentation. And taste too, I guess. So we're gonna find out how much, what it tastes like. <laughs> Almost dropped it. Almost dropped it. Honestly, it's pretty good. Um, excuse me. The rice is cooked really, really well. I was a little concerned because you know, like grab and go sushi can really go in either way, but um, the rice is really well cooked. Um, and the fish is really nice on top, and that like. The, uh, hold on, hold on. Let me just make sure I'm saying it correctly. Oh, the volcano sauce. I almost called it sriracha. That's why I was like, I know that's not the right word, but the volcano sauce on top is like giving it a nice little, just the slightest bit of kick, a little bit of heat here, um, which if you've ever had a volcano roll sushi, you know, can do that. But sometimes I've gone places where it's really just the look and there's not really any spice to it. Um, so I'm happy to say that there is just the slightest bit of spice to this. I don't think you should be intimidated by it, but, um, it's, honestly, it's pretty good. I feel like it was pretty decently sized, uh, squares for the price. Sushi's not cheap. So, six fifty for two of these. I'm not disappointed I got it. I don't know that I get it again because you know I live here in Orlando. And there's plenty of great places to get sushi around here. This is this is really good. I am going to recommend it. Hmm. Obviously, it's not going to fill you up, but it's a nice little nice little sampler on your journey around the world. So, all right, next booth. All right, so for my next booth, I hit up China. Uh, basically everything on this menu looked appealing to me, but I ultimately at the last minute made my decision to get the crispy pepper shrimp. Uh, and again, that was $7.50, the same price as my wings. When I looked at the menu and I looked at the picture on the menu, I was like, oh, this is a decent sized piece of shrimp. So there's two shrimp and they look decent size on the menu. It came out. And they were little baby shrimp, really tiny baby shrimp. So I'm thinking right off the bat, for $7.50, the same price I just paid for five wings, uh, this shrimp better blow my mind in flavor if it's going to be $7.50 for just two little pieces. And it really didn't. Um, if I got, you know, a basket of these at a, at a restaurant, I probably would leave pretty happy um, for maybe 
12, 14 bucks, but that's not what I got. I got two for 750 and it just, it just didn't hit the mark for me. Uh, now this is on top of a bed of Szechuan noodles and the Szechuan sauce was very good. Uh, the noodles, however, had a, had a, uh, inconsistency in their texture. Uh, parts of it would be soft and parts of it would have like that burnt, burnt end texture. Um, which probably doesn't bother a lot of people, but for me, it, I don't really like the burnt end noodle texture. It just, it just seems to me like, uh, like it was recooked or something like that. Uh, to get that, that inconsistency with it feeling a little burnt and hard. Um, the flavor was great, but under no circumstances do I think this dish is worth $7.50. Um, I've had multiple, multiple different shrimp dishes here at the Epcot festivals. Uh, just to name one off the top of my head, that uh, that Caribbean, that Caribbean one, the Taste of the Caribbean one, with the uh, the mango salsa on it at, at Flower and Garden just last festival, and that was like a repeat item that they, that they've had over and over again. That was killer. That was so good. At about the same price, you get two full skewers of the same size shrimp, also over a bed of jasmine rice. So you're getting like what six shrimp with the mango salsa and the uh, the jasmine rice just one festival ago and now at this festival in the china booth we're getting just two little shrimp over the noodle bed flavor was fine flavor was good i'm not saying that it was definitely i'd say a middle of the pack as far as how good the actual food was just for that price cannot justify it um you know the the chicken dumplings here at the china car are five bucks you know maybe if this item was five bucks 550 i leave a little bit more satisfied but yeah just Little, little too steep when you're comparing it to everything else that you can get here at Epcot. The next dish I'm trying is from another one of the new booths here at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. This one though is the Swanky Saucy Swine. Try saying that nine times fast. And this is all full of pork stuff. I think Denny's getting something else from here. Maybe, maybe not. I know it was on her, her list of potentially hidden, but what I wanted from here was the crispy pig ear salad with fire roasted tomatillo sauce, pickled red onions, queso fresco, roasted corn salsa, and avocado cream. And this dish cost $5.25. And I don't know what I'm getting in for here. The pickled red onions look just just popping along with the, the avocado cream on here. It's adding all that color and you know, of course corn adds it too, but the tomatillo sauce is like just so, so muddy green at the bottom that it did not look too appealing at first when this was handed to me, but you know, it's not just about how it looks, it is about how it tastes. So let's go in for a bite. This dish is just okay. There are some aspects I like about it a lot, like the pickled red onions. Those are popping and I'm here for it. And the crispy, the crispy pig ears, the, the pork that's actually on the dish, just like almost like little really thin pieces of bacon that are overly, overly fried. I'll try to show it off there. That's kind of what, you know, for you're listening, just really thin pieces of bacon that are overly fried and crispy and as you can see visually you know it's doesn't look like the most appealing thing in the world but they're nice they add the crunch to the dish and have that texture change but also 
you know, it does balance everything out with that, that pork flavor, but I don't know, something about it just being like a, a corn salad, it's not blowing me away by any means. I'm glad I tried it, but I would not get this again. I would be, uh, I'd be more apt to trying some of the other items here, like at the booth they have crispy barbecue pork rinds with pimento cheese. I love pimento cheese, but I'm not a huge fan of pork rinds. The roasted porchetta here looks fantastic, as does the soy glaze sticky ribs. So I think I might have just made the the poorest choice on the menu of all the options you have, but I'm so glad I tried it once, but not again. I'm back and I'm here to try the first food item for me from a brand new global marketplace here this year for 2021. It is called the Swanky Saucy Swine. I would personally love a t-shirt with that emblazoned on it. I think that would be like the cutest thing. I am trying what has turned out to be the most popular item at that booth today as per um, the cast member manager that I spoke with. It is the barbecued pork rinds with pimento cheese. That's the title, that's the description. That's all we've got here. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. I love pork rinds. My dad and mom both are from the South. And so I grew up eating pork rinds on trips through Georgia between the Mid-Atlantic and all of our extended family here in the South. So pork rinds, yum. Um, I don't think I've ever had barbecue pork rinds. And how cute are these pork rinds in this little paper bag? Look how cute. How cute is that? Love it. Um, my mom, uh, one of her favorite things to eat on a summer afternoon is a pimento cheese sandwich. I never got in on the pimento cheese game. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I just kind of looked at it and went, yeah, no, thank you. I'd rather have a PB and J. So here's our pimento cheese. This is about as big as the, uh, the, the size of the palm of my hand. So that's that's a large serving of pimento cheese, and I'm assuming that we are supposed to dunk our pork rinds into our pimento cheese. I have, uh, I have cleaned my hands, and uh, and that espresso that I've had is starting to kick in. So it's it's fantastic. All right, so we're gonna give this a whirl here and try one. Look, look at all that. That's some that's some barbecue spice hanging out on that pork rind. And we're gonna dunk it right on in. We've got chives on top. And we're gonna try it. Mmm. See, there's the pimento peppers going on. All right. We'll try to do this gracefully. If you like a little bit of heat, a little kick, this pimento cheese will provide that for you. It'll clear out your sinuses as well, which is a fantastic thing. These little babies are delightful. I might get barbecue, barbecue spice everywhere, all over my face and everything. Oh, those are good. Those are nice, airy, crispy pork rinds. Not spicy, not the pork rinds themselves, even though I don't even really taste a barbecue flavor. Maybe I need to, I mean, I will continue eating them because I love pork rinds, but they're not overly barbecuey. That pimento cheese, on the other hand, that's got some heat to it. Let's let's try another bite here. Creamy, 
some crunch with the peppers in it. We've got chives. We've got like um, crumbles from the pork rinds on top. You know, spicy isn't always my favorite, but I'm going to try anything for a food review. It is, it's really good, guys. If you like heat, if you like spice, this is creamy. It's, it's creamy and it's cool um, and it's spicy, but it's not horribly so. This is $4.75. So when we look at this snack and compare it with other things that you can find around the World Showcase, I feel like this is a pretty good value, especially because the pimento cheese serving is, is pretty, pretty hefty. So you can share it with friends and family if you feel so inclined or you can gobble it all down yourself in the shade. Just find some shade, okay? It's hot. Um, I'm going to continue enjoying this. I'm really surprised by this. So if you're going to be here at um, Cafe Sears Food and Wine Festival, stop by the Swanky Saucy Swine. Ask them to create a t-shirt, please. And, um, and tell me, let me know down in the comments what you enjoyed from this booth. So far, so good. I love pork rinds. What's not to love? Next up for me is the Tangerian Cafe, uh, which is, uh, there's a plant-based option, which was one of my favorite quick service uh, locations when it was open. So it's not actually a booth. It is in the old quick service location. So sort of a similar uh, similar menu, but a little more pared down. So I got the fried falafel pita with tahini sauce, which is listed as being plant-based. That is $5.25. can tell you right now, I haven't even started, and it looks like it's probably already going to be worth it because it's got two Two big falafels in here. I forgot to get napkins. Thank God I got these hand sanitizing wipes. So, gotta shove this one down. Push it into the... This is a weird, weird collection. Mmm. <laughs> this falafel is good. It is flavorful. It is crispy. I love this tahini sauce on it. I haven't even gotten to the rest of the stuff in the pita, which looks like there's some onions and cucumber... Um, and some lettuce. Uh, yeah, this is really good. Once you get all the mixins together, it just has a wonderful texture with some great flavors. Um, I 100% think this is worth it. For these two big pieces of falafel with the pita and the stuff in it for $5.25, yeah, I would definitely grab this again on the way. The only problem is this, this location wasn't super quick. The line was inside and it took probably about I don't know. After you order the, it's just the way it's designed. Cause like the register is down in the corner, like where the snacks, uh, where the desserts used to be. And then you like go along the counter. Um, but it took a while. Like it was a very slow process. So if you see a really, really long line, you might want to like go and come back. Um, but there were some other interesting options in there that I definitely am going to come back and try. Cause there was like a pistachio cake. And then there was also a cinnamon nutmeg cider. And if that, Cinnamon nutmeg, that's going to remind me of Christmas. Anything that makes me feel a little bit cooler, I'll be happy about. You'll also be delighted to know they're seating inside, so a little bit of air conditioning in there if you need it. And they still have the, uh, whoops, they still have the uh, outdoor seats over there, so there's, there's some seating over here, so pretty good. Overall, I'm going to recommend this one. All right. So... Next up, I went into Canada to hit up the Appleseed Orchard. They have lots of apple-themed 
treats and drinks here. Uh, for me, I specifically opted to get both the non-alcoholic options. For $3.75, that's the non-alcoholic apple cider. And then for $4.50, the frozen apple pie. You can see that I've tried both of these so far. And oh my goodness, they are so good. Uh, my favorite being the frozen apple pie. It's such a hot day out today. And this is just such a refreshing, delicious, warm slushy. With the, um, I got a, I got B-roll of it, but the uh, like the apple pie crumbles on top. And it looks like there's we'll find out what's down there at the bottom after I drink the rest of it. But this is so incredibly delicious. Um, it looks like yeah, like apple pie actual slices down there. I'll have um, no problem drinking the rest of this real quick and showing you the bottom. This is so good. All right. There's the apple pie slices down at the bottom there. Might need a spoon to get that out, though. It's a... Uh, you're going to need a spoon to fish those apples out of the bottom. But I love that thing. Now, that was $4.50. And then the apple cider, um, delicious. Carbonated like a, like a soda. And, again, just so warm and refreshing. Um, if I came back here, and I was to only buy one of these, it's going to be the frozen apple pie. I'm telling you, it's, it's so good. Um, both of these were, were so good. I was actually just going to get the cider. Um, but I figured I'll try both. I'm so glad I did. So glad I did. Um, yeah, two thumbs up for me. I can only give you one thumb up because the other one's holding the camera. But if I could hold up two, I'd hold up two. Hello. All right. So it is 117 degrees today. And being such, I am in the mood for something iced. Um, so I stopped by the Joffrey stand that's nearest to Port of Entry and Disney Traders. So those first two shops that are there at the beginning of World Showcase Plaza, I've stopped at that Joffrey's and they have the double trouble iced chai. So that is what I chose. It's $6.99. If you, it comes non-alcoholic. If you want it with alcohol, that'll, uh, that'll cost you $12.99. But here's a really cool thing. The Double Trouble Chai, um, in, in the passport, it tells you all about it, as well as the other three drinks. So each of the Joffrey stands here around the World Showcase have a different drink. And usually they're drinks that are alcoholic. I don't drink, so I'm usually like, oh, that's nice. That looks fruity and yummy, but I, but it's not for me. We have four non-alcoholic versions, uh, and I know we've seen them before. We've seen some of the uh, non-alcoholic versions before, but it is just fantastic to have these four fun drinks. So the Double Trouble Chai is, um, is chai, iced chai with a freshly pulled shot of espresso, thus double trouble. 
with whipped cream on top, cinnamon, and a pirouette. So if you if you want a little snack, you've got that for later. So let's give it a try. Mmm, that is so good. That was a first. That first sip was a big one, and I think I could down the whole thing right now. All right, so um, you know the spiciness that comes with chai. I mean, that's what. It's, it's a chai tea, but it has a really nice spice to it. It, it almost reminds me of fall whenever, whenever I drink chai. Um, but sometimes it can be a little, a little bit too spicy. This is not. This is good. That espresso, the shot of espresso that's in there, just really kind of um, tones down any, uh, any of the overpowering elements that you would have with the chai spice. It's not at all not at all too spiced it's got a nice level of of just that warm spice and then it's and it's that lovely espresso finish which is just delightful and anything that has whipped cream on it is good i'm gonna have some more mm. okay so if you like chai tea if you like coffee espresso this is going to be a great little iced drink something to keep in mind and i and I have gotten into the habit over the past year of keeping a water bottle with me at all times. And so I've got that in my backpack, but it is in no way cold right now because it is so hot. Um, but to be fair, it didn't really start off cold to begin with. But if you're looking for something that's nice and cool, uh, you will find options at the global marketplaces, but you'll also find them at the Joffrey stands. And I'm really glad that I went ahead and tried this one. Um, keep in mind, if you're an annual pass holder, if you're a cast member, you get discounts at Joffrey, Joffrey's Coffee Stands. That's hard to say, right? Joffrey's Coffee. But you do get a discount. Make sure to uh, to let the cast member running the register know, and they'll go ahead and knock that off. So this started at $6.99. It ended up at $5.44 with my annual pass holder discount. And I'm going to savor every slurp of it. Unless I can find something else here that's really calling to me today, saying, Craig, I need you to eat me. Unless I can find something like that, this might be my potential final food item of the day because, well, I'm just getting full too. I go at this way too fast and I get way too full too quickly. But I'm having the hot beef sandwich from Hops and Barley just right outside of the American Adventure, right in that pavilion, of course. And this is a shaved beef sandwich served on that same bun that they use for the lobster roll at this at this establishment. And on top of the beef is pickled vegetables as well as a horseradish cream. So it sounds like it's going to be tangy, spicy, and beefy, and maybe a little bit buttery with this roll too. And I'll be honest, it looks it looks really good. I am I am really uh, eager to go ahead and eat this. So I might as well do it. I do not have enough good words to say about this. This is already by far, I've only had three things. This is my absolute favorite thing I've now had at this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. I need to eat a lot more until I can really definitively rank it, but this is delicious. And I'm gonna take us outside of Walt Disney World for a second. We recently had uh, Portillo's open up here in Orlando, and it is, you know, from what I was told by all of the uh, Chicago Northerner people is that you have to get the beef sandwiches from Portillo's. That's like the number one thing. They're amazing. 
I had one. I wasn't blown away by it at all. Uh, but this shaved beef, I am totally here for it. I I did not have any expectations besides, oh, that looks good and that sounds good. And I'm blown away. The beef is just so delicate and just melts in your mouth. Those pickled vegetables really add that vinegar tang kick to it. And that horseradish cream is, you know, it's spicy. It's horseradish, but it's not overly powerful. So it leads to that nice tingle in your in your mouth and on your taste buds without being too overbearing. It might be too much for some people. You really can't handle spicy. But for me, it is balanced so well. And then to be served on this, this bun that is buttery, just a little bit crispy on the outside from how it's uh, how it was toasted, but then soft and delicate on the inside. This is so good. This is so so good for six fifty. I cannot recommend this enough. I know it looks small because yeah, it's like the same size as the ro the lobster rolls here that they barely fill. Uh, but you know, a couple dollars cheaper, and I think the quality is awesome on this one at least this fresh one that i'm having here so i really recommend this one you know a lot of a lot of beers at this this venue the carrot cake for dessert the lobster roll but i'm telling you it's a hot beef sandwich mm -mm -mm. that's going to do it for our day one coverage here from the 2021 epcot international food and wine festival and just want to go over a little bit of important information before we completely wrap things up the festival started today on July 15th, and it is running through November 20th, 2021. So you have a lot of time to come out and experience the festival, get a lot to eat and a lot to drink. Normally, I like having at least a couple samples of beer on day one and throughout the entire event, and I'd share them. Unfortunately, right now, I'm on medication that's not allowing me to consume any alcohol. So yeah, it's a, a dry event for me today, but as soon as I'm allowed to come out here and taste some of the beers, I'll try to give you some of my recommendations for the, the ones to watch out for. I, I would recommend getting to Epcot as early as possible if you're coming out for the event. If you start hitting the booths at 11 o'clock, you know, you're gonna get into the park a little bit early is if you're rope dropping it. If you get to the booths right at 11, you're going to have no lines, especially at the front booths. And if you start walking your way back, you know, even an hour or so into the event, you're going to see no lines or very short lines at all the booths at the back of World Showcase. But yeah, by about 1230, the booths out in the front of World Showcase and actually all the booths started getting really long lines. So get here as early as possible if you want short lines. And speaking of the lines, I feel like some of them are kind of worse than normal because only 24 booths are currently open for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And then there's going to be another nine booths that will open up on October 1st at the start of the 50th anniversary celebration here at Walt Disney World, along with Ratatouille and everything else happening on, on October 1st. But yeah, you have extra booths opening up then. So once those are open, that will alleviate some of the lines a little bit more, but there's also probably gonna be more crowds at that point too. So I just, I'm gonna say it a million times over, unless you really wanna come late in the evening and stroll around at night when the temperatures are a little better, get here first thing so you can beat some of the lines. You're gonna have a better day and it's gonna be a little less hot.
because you know what? Epcot during the summer and into into those first fall, summer months, August, September, it's very, very warm. So just keep all those in mind. And when you head out here, I hope you have an excellent time eating and drinking around the world. And of course, look out for our coverage as the event goes on once the new booths open. Probably have some updates in between now and then as well too, hopefully if everything works out. And yeah, along the way, if you always wanna share your thoughts about what you've had at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, you can always reach out and let us know through YouTube comments on social media, anywhere you can connect to us. And that's it. I have nothing else to add. I don't think anyone on the team had anything else to add beside what they already said. And hopefully we just have more Epcot International food and wine coverage for you as soon as possible because there is still so much more to try out there. But that's going to do it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, maybe you got a little bit of good advice if you're going to travel here to Walt Disney World and check out the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival or the other other dining options that we talked about. Like you barely have any time left for the the Black Widow burger, so I don't I don't really see that one happening. But hey, who knows? Maybe maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I I don't know. Uh, I it's not up to me. It's definitely not up to me. But if you did enjoy it and you appreciate all the reviews that we give you, please, please, please also consider going on to Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen to podcasts, and leaving us a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying it. And also, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe. But I want to give out uh, some shout-outs to some recent reviews that we got. We had Love to Travel 540 saying, this is my favorite podcast. Really enjoy the food reviews while I'm away from the magic, but planning my next trip. Based many of dining choices from this information. Love, love, love the reviews. Even keep a notepad in the car when I'm driving and listening. Appreciate the foods are described and presented and eaten, not just read from menu. Thank you, team. Love this podcast. Bonus that I can look at the foods on the YouTube version. Now, thank you so much for that awesome review. Another one from Eric Kendall. The host definitely knows how to give some great advice while making it a fun time. Extremely knowledgeable. You'll definitely learn something. Thank you for the awesome review. And, well, this this one's not a great one, but I still appreciate the feedback anyways from SDKUAB. Yes, <laughs> um, there is excessive background noise and awkward silence while food is shoved in mouths and chewing sounds and there is all that and i wish i could i wish i could fix all of it i try i try my best i try my best to make it as listenable as possible but sometimes people just chew loud myself included but i try to cut it out as much as i can but you understand but thank you for the review anyways i appreciate the honest feedback we will continue working to become the best podcast that we can be and also if you want to support us please consider booking your next vacation through dreams unlimited travel get a no free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com but that's going to do it for me i hope you all enjoyed this i'll see you again next week with another episode of the disney dining show take care everyone bye bye <laughs>